so the commanders have finally hired a head coach. This has to be option number eight, Oof. right? Everybody else seemingly has turned it down. It's Dan Quinn staying in the division. I wonder if that means Eric Bieniemy stays put. Mm, I don't know, man. Did I see where it seemed like the passing game coordinator from the Cowboys was going with him? I hadn't seen that. That's one report that I read today that it okay. seemed as if the Cowboys passing game coordinator. Interesting. Is it Witt? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, Joe Witt seems to uh, potentially be be the guy. Wow. Well, no, this is saying that, that Witt... Uh, Witt is the defensive passing game coordinator. So, yeah, maybe – I sorry, I thought I had read that he was their, their passing game coordinator, uh, which wouldn't make a whole lot of sense since I thought that it was McCarthy. So, yeah, uh, I, I had read it looked like where, where Witt may be going with Dan Campbell to, to Washington uh, in a, uh, maybe a, a title of D coordinator that is uh, only in title only. <laughs> right. And right. he doesn't actually call the defense the way that, uh, that he does. So, yeah. Someone maybe, to run Dan Quinn's defense. Maybe, we'll, he, maybe yeah. we'll see then uh, if Eric Bieniemy gets to stay there or not. In the same way that uh, Brent Venables just hired a defensive coordinator, right? Look, I don't think any of the commanders like Eric Bieniemy. And that's going to be a pretty key hire for Dan Quinn. Yeah, he probably went in there and was like, what I've been dealing with and what I'm dealing with now, and <laughs> he's probably a little upset about that. It's it's weird that we've had some <laughs> sort of, is it just the age of Dan Quinn? Because there was a celebration that was thrown for the new coach in Seattle that comes over from Baltimore, who's 37, D coordinator. I mean, listen, he had... Uh, a, an incredible run in Baltimore, but this hire today was met with meh. Is it because he's not Ben Johnson? Is that why? Uh, maybe. But Dan Quinn is thought to be one of the guys that was going to get a job for the last two years now. It's just funny how it's met with just uh, almost a hey, how about that mentality? I think that's the way that most people feel about a hire when whether you, whether you get a good hire or not I think most people feel that way about a hire if if it's seemingly your third or fourth or fifth option right there's going to be a lot of people that are like ah well I mean he's he's fine but you know there there were other guys ahead of him that would have been better and some of that I think so many people had Ben Johnson just ink pinned into that position and then he ends up pulling out of there going back to Detroit and most people are just kind of licking their chops because of where their draft pick is at how they can add to that explosive offense I I don't know it just feels like that the offensive minded guys get a little bit more attention and a little bit more run than a defensive minded coach does I completely agree that's what sells tickets, right? That's what ends up on Sports Center. That's what's exciting. And I, I also think there's probably a little bit of 
skepticism because I think many people, including myself, feel like maybe the Cowboys' defense had peaked under Dan Quinn. And I mean, how much more is there? Like he's, you know, if this were a year ago, it's probably celebrated in a much different way than it's being celebrated now. I'll tell you where my skepticism comes from. That's because uh, Dan is a wears hat backwards guy, and I just can't have a guy that wears his hat backwards. <laughs> you know, being the uh, face of my franchise, whether that's a coach or a quarterback or anyone else. As Pop sits there with his hat on. Backwards. As I sit there with my hat on Same. backwards. Same, right now. Backwards hat. By the way, speaking of that, I can't wait until – the Swifties start diving deeper and further into Colin Cowherd rants. You know, he's their king right now, but I can't wait until they dive into the stupidity that is Colin Cowherd. (laughs) Uh, So good. I don't even mind. Like I, if, if you had asked me which of the coaches I would rather keep McCarthy or Quinn, Quinn is obviously the answer, but I think in a perfect world, the Cowboys would have hit the reset button collectively. So, Didn't take Quinn long to be like, all right, peace out. I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, I, I, their, their defense just had some very obvious holes that never seemed to get fixed, right? And, and they were really good in circumstantial type of, of settings, right? If they were if they were able to get a lead, force a team to just start dropping back and throwing the football, yeah, that defense had a lot of teeth. But if that wasn't the scenario they were playing in, it, it seemed like they were lacking a lot of answers. So now he goes to a club that has the number two selection in the draft. Your choice of whoever's left between Drake May and Caleb Williams probably. Um, for an offense that was 19 points per game, which is at the bottom, 312 yards per game. They were 29th over the past seven seasons, averaging 19.2 points per game. So, yeah, awful from where he's going. And they've not had a quarterback. I mean, no. They do have nine picks, though, in the draft coming up. Six inside the top 102 and $73.5 million in salary cap space. When is the last time they had a good quarterback? Oh, gosh. RG3, even though, <laughs> even though, I get, even yeah, though, I the guess Gr- his rookie year, even though the Gruden brother would argue against that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he was, he did, he played pretty well his rookie year, but he was never the same after he hurt his knee. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be it. I mean, the last couple of seasons, it's been like Taylor Heineke and didn't Colt McCoy play there for a bit? Uh, yes. Carson Wentz? Yeah. You know, Alex Alex was just could never stay healthy when he was there and he got traded. I mean, maybe some would argue Kirk Cousins in the years that he had. I don't mean enough to get him a... Yeah, enough to yeah get him a different opportunity. But get him bef- the hell out of Washington. Before... Huh, dude... You want to play the game? Can you name quarterbacks before RG3? Wow. 
There's got to be. What if I were to tell you that Rex Grossman started 13 games in 2011? Wolf. John Beck started three games. Donovan McNabb's year in Washington, if you forget. I completely forgot he was there, yeah. 13 games. Jason Campbell in 2009, <laughs> 8, and 7. And then before that, it was a combination of Mark Brunel, Jason Campbell, Mark Brunel, and Patrick Ramsey. And then Patrick Ramsey and Tim Hasselbeck. Before You're getting far enough back that I, I guess Farratt's got to be getting close, right? Shane Matthews, Patrick Ramsey, and Danny Warfel. <laughs> Tony Banks and Jeff George. Jeff George. Brad Johnson. Yeah. And here we are, Trent Green and Gus Farratt. Gus Farratt and Jeff Hostetler. That's almost back to that Super Bowl team by, almost by that point. back to the point. greatest Super Bowl champion ever, the Mark Rippon Washington Redskins. Who they tried to basically replace Mark Rippon with Heath Schuler, that draft pick, and that, and that went absolutely nowhere. By the way, speaking of Super Bowl outrage, what is the protocol here for referring to the 91 Washington team? Are they the 1991 Washington Redskins, or do we call them the 1991 Washington Commanders? Uh, I've heard there? I've heard it both ways. I just I try to just stick with Washington. Washington, the Washington Football Team. Yeah, every now and then, it, out of old habit, the same way that I can't get San Diego out of my head every time I talk about the Chargers. Yeah, I, I out of habit, I I say it regularly as well, and yeah, and well, and like when you read it. The, like when they put up a graphic of that team, like that's the that's the team, the logo, yes. all that's still there, right? So, I need to bust out my Gus Farad jersey. I have my Washington yeah, Gus Farad jersey. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's in the closet. <laughs> uh, Gus with the headbutt. Yeah, it's the wall. What a badass! And as a Cowboy fan, I had some appreciation for old Gus in Washington. All right, we've got to take a timeout. Colin Kennedy is coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. We have a snack in the 4 o'clock hour. I'm Colby Daniels. That is Jeremy Poplin. And Scott File is on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. You're listening to the Blitz 1170, and we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.